Pokémon. I really, um, I did not, I underestimated that amount of alcohol that was left in my glass, so I thought it was only going to be like one swallow, so I just put all of it in my mouth, but ended up being like three different swallows. Ugh, it's fine. Rookie mistake. But anyways, let's get started. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to your favorite podcast, Anyways, How's Your Sex Life? We are your slutty hosts. I'm Channa. And I'm Corey. Welcome y'all to episode seventy-seven. So I'm already drunk, and we haven't even started. So it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good time. We're I can sort of hear it. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's because I I, I want to say I haven't had alcohol in a while, but that's a lie because on Sunday I had a Gilmore Girls themed brunch and so i was drunk for about 13 hours straight yeah so, oh yeah that looks super fun isn't it i did such a good charcuterie yeah. board it was did so pretty i was so proud oh yes chris and i watched uh, 16 hours of gossip girl together oh my god <laughs> Every, jake tapped out after six kyle tapped out after like 10 and then chris and i powered through until like two o'clock in the morning watching gossip girl and it was how amazing. many hours are there there, so we got to season, so we're in season four because our, our brunch was for the season four of episode one. It was like our watch party. Uh-huh. So we got to episode 17. Each episode is like 45 minutes long. Oh, basically. okay. Okay. It's amazing. It's like the most deliciously trashy show I've ever watched in my life. And I fucking love every second of it because it's, it's almost soap opera-esque. Anyways, we don't have to get into Gossip Girl. That's for a different podcast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But it was great. No, I've seen Chris watch it, and I sat down for like 10 minutes, and I was like, I'm surprised. And then I got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I'm like, yes, like, eat that shit up. That's like my exact kink. And our next series we're going to watch is going to be Pretty Little Liars. So we're going down oh, this type of rabbit hole. So that's where we're at. So this is what you moving does a, to us, Corey. You just wasting you away in front of the TV, watching the worst <laughs> <You moved>. shit. <laughs> yes. Thank, this is your fault, Corey. You did this to us. <laughs> Damn. That's a pretty so scary anyways. fate. Right? Well, today, do we have any announcements today? I don't think we do. Um, No announcements, but I guess actually our announcement should be next month's movie, right? But that would be next episode. I guess it could be this episode. It's oh, up yeah, I'll do that next episode. That's fine. Yeah, we'll do it then. Cool. Cool, I guess, yeah. yeah, the only... Let's just go to my faggot fact, right? Yes. Well, I have one announcement. Oh, um, yeah. If you have not watched Doctor Sleep yet, go ahead and pause this and go watch it. It's two and a half hours long. It's, it's a bit long. It's a long. doozy. It's a lot, uh, but it's go go listen because it's it's a good time. Yeah. And then come back and start listening because we're going to deeply discuss Doctor Sleep after uh, Corey's segment. Let's go. Let's do my little fact fact. Yes. Okay. So mine today is I'm just gonna go over some quick 
like interesting queer uh, firsts. So like you know first time, like, licking a butthole. Two dudes licked buttholes, or like you know two lesbians queefed into each other's you know faces. I remember whatever. that. Yeah. I remember my first time queefing into a, another yeah. pussy. Oh, it's not that. It's like like in history, like the first time that oh. something. You know, you know that's history happened. for my life, Corey. The first time I queefed into a girl's pussy. Yeah. Like, I feel like that should define you as a lesbian. Like, yeah. <laughs> How lesbian are you? Did you queef in a girl's puss? Yeah. Oh, you're not, you're not bisexual or lesbian not, enough. No. Sorry. <laughs> Damn patriarchy. <laughs> so wait, I have one really funny thing to tell you today that is totally on point for, yeah. like, for a faggot For queefing, pack. yeah. For queefing. <laughs> not for queefing. <laughs> But um, I was talking to my business partner. I don't know if I've said his name before, but I'm just not going to just in case. Yeah, it's fine. But we're on the phone, and he said the term LGBTQ. And I was like, oh, you mean LGBTQIA+. And he was like, what? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, we literally did that to him on the phone today. It was so amazing. All of a sudden, you just hear, like, wet ass pussy. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wet ass pussies playing in the background as I'm like LGBTQIA. <laughs> it was amazing. So that was my He's like um, what? <laughs> so I had my own version of a faggot fact today. Everybody in real life. I love it. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um. Okay. So this was first one. I'm just gonna do like I think there's like five or six of them. So this first one is in 1912, and in 1912. Uh, what happened is there is the first explicit reference to lesbianism in a Mormon magazine. <laughs> Whoa. It occurred. Okay. Yeah. It occurred in the young women's journal uh, and it paid tribute to uh, Sapo uh, of Lesbos. And that's, yeah, I already went over her um, and stuff like that. We even um, talked about her like a week ago. Yeah. I even talked. Yeah. Like in this past month, I've referenced that we've talked about her before. Um, whoops. Wait. So my question is like, what, did the Mormon magazine say so about I, lesbians? Yeah, so I went and so it was it was somebody referring to it. So it they're like it's bad. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so I went and tried to look it up, and you know, it like had a footnote. So I checked the footnote, and it just took me to the affirmation website. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and I was like, "Is this a trap? Did somebody put this here?" <laughs> like, <laughs> you like your parents start aggressively knocking on your door right then, Corey. Oh my God! <laughs> like really, I was like, "Did somebody just put this here to like make somebody go to this website?" Like whatever. You just like you accidentally signed yourself up for conversion therapy it's right. crazy <laughs> um it's like tomorrow there's like people showing up at my door <laughs> yeah you sh- you show up to my no, house it's on banned. Saturday. you're conversion straight therapy's banned in in utah now right Isn't i it? think so yeah i think it is um i went to a a website today and i don't know what it was so i'm not going to mention that because okay. <laughs> because it's like a really important lgbtqia plus organization and i can't remember oh, who they glad are or so, no it was like you know it's up there it's up uh, yeah okay <laughs> um okay so that is so i went to go check it out and basically i don't know if it's even real but that happened okay <laughs> <laughs> Corey straight so uh next one is in this 19- is your heterosexual fact of the day everybody i'm like turns out being gay is the choice yeah <laughs> so in 1919 uh the uh the film titled different from the others 
was released. So this film was the first pro-gay film in the world. Uh, it is still, I try to look up because some always there's like indiscre- you know, discrepancies between like, you know, who did the first this and that. Um, this seems to still be it. This seems to be like this was the first gay uh, gay film, pro-gay film, where the focus is on two gay characters and uh, it sort of like, you know, has a neutral to positive outlook on the fact that they're gay and that it, it is a natural thing that happens. Yes. Um, so basically it's about these it's uh, about 50 minutes long. It was released in Germany in 1919. Um, it's about these two male musicians. One is a violinist teacher and he falls in love with one of his, um, you know, students, um, in 1920s Germany, which is actually really cute because it takes place in night in the 1920s, like the mid 1920s, but, uh, it was made in 1918. So it's sort of like, you know, about the future. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, And basically things are going well until they're blackmailed and their parents sort of freak out on both of them. And then uh, things happen and basically the guy ends up killing himself. The main character who is the teacher. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, He ends up taking pills and killing himself uh, because his parents sort of reject him and there's problems there. And then he goes to trial um, uh, for it. And then the judge lets him pass because he's like, you know, Hey, you're just doing your life. And then, uh, but he has to go to jail for a week and then he loses his job and then people are ridiculing him. So he kills himself. Um, oh my God. it's sort of cool because I've just watched some clips online on YouTube. Excuse me. Sorry. You're like, Bleh. <sighs> it's sort of, it, it's, it's really cool because, um, I just watched some clips on YouTube, but I was reading like the, uh, the whole synopsis and the plot and in the middle of it there's this doctor character who is I believe is the director who comes out and sort of like talk you know he doesn't talk because it's a silent film but when he comes out the character is supposed to be sort of like breaking the fourth wall in a sense because he, he becomes like super didactic and is like you know talks to the audience and then they'll do a title card where it says what the doctor says and it's very just mm. like hey these two men are like you know, them being gay is totally natural and it's a thing that happens. And it's very like the him talking to not only the characters in the scene, but also to the audience. So it's really interesting. That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Uh, next one is 1923. Uh, this is a, a girl who's a lesbian by the name of Elsa Gidlow was born in England and she published her first volume of open lesbian love poetry in the United yes. States in 1923. And it's titled On a Gray Thread. So she was born British, but then moved to Canada at the age of six. And then I think moved to America later on. She's known as an American Canadian author slash poet. She authored 13 books. um, And then this is a really cool last little tidbit about her Um, later on in life in like her late fifties. Um, she moved to the Murray woods, M U I R mirror woods. It's in California. I don't know. M U I R Woods, um, in California. M U I R. Yeah, Mirror Woods. Mirror. 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 Yeah, it's like a little Pokemon Mere. Woods. Simone, <laughs> and now edit in Simone's meow. Meow. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, she she basically bought a spot of land with some other friends, or like a piece of their land already that they owned out near the Mirror Woods. And she like lived out there and named it the Druid, named it Druid Heights. <laughs> oh, what a bad bitch! Holy and shit. it just became this like queer bohemian, 
like this was in the 60s so it became like this queer bohemian just like escape for artists and her friends and you know stuff like that and this Um, was in california yeah this is in california yeah so the question then i have for our listeners is if you're in 1960s california would you join the manson family (laughs) or would you go to jim uh, jones mere (laughs) yeah you have choices here everybody jim jones charles manson or queer fairy cottage party in the woods what what's your choice choose your fighter everybody which one i would go with the queer druids queer druids (laughs) queer druids sounds like the most fun that you could probably have as a lifestyle yeah (laughs) just think of all the fucking yeah just the fucking the drugs all the fun stuff queer eccentric drug lord hmm Ooh. Hmm. that'd Hmm. be fun difficult difficult and that's 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 charles manson (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) anyways so everyone Um, think about that deep thoughts so next one is i just have two more next one is 1927 uh this is wings the film Uh, it was released in 1927 and it includes the first on-screen male-to-male kiss in cinema this is before the Hayes code the Hayes code is uh pre predates the mpaa this is before the Hayes Code came out, so you could do a lot of stuff. The Hayes Code was in the 1930s, 1933, I think it like fully was established, which said, hey, you can't like even show a toilet flushing, you know, et cetera, stuff like that. Um, yeah. That lasted until like the, the late 60s. It really sort of died out in the early 60s, but that's a whole other thing we don't need to get to. Um, is it Psycho, the first movie that shows a toilet flushing? Yes, it is. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And that's 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 super fun. Yeah. Little fun horror trivia for you right there. Um, not only did it have this first uh, on-screen male-to-male kiss, but it also was the first picture to win Best Picture at the first Oscars, um, Ooh. And, which was held in 1927. However, this kiss, however, this kiss is genuine. Um, it is more of a brotherly, like, you know, platonic love. Um, um, and ev- okay. even though it is actually very, it, it, they linger and long on the kiss. Um, and so I looked this up and it was, it was actually, um, nobody really batted an eye at all about this because um, it wasn't rare. It wasn't super duper common, but it wasn't rare for men to kiss even on the lips, especially like in World War One, because it was a more like brotherly, like, Hey, like we're in this together, surrounded by death, and like I love you, and like you know would give my life for you. So the Aww. kiss on the lips was not sexual, romantic at all. It was more just like actual, just like unconditional love of like you're dying, and I love you, and you're in you know we're you know now we're not going to be together anymore. So it's Aww. a really it's a really nice, beautiful kiss. That is a really good. That's a good movie. I would say that everybody could go watch. And it's it's a good film. So yeah, those are my queer firsts. <laughs> I love it. Yep. So my spooky scoop today, I have a true crime update for the first part. So this is a very relevant uh, update for us because it is about none other than Joseph D'Angelo, a.k.a. Ooh. the Golden State Killer, who we just finished talking about last week. So about one day after we recorded the episode, this happened. So we should have just waited one day. <laughs> but on August 21st, 2020, shout out to like, last week. They're like, he didn't week, do any of it. <laughs> D'Angelo was found innocent. I'm just kidding. But D'Angelo received multiple consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. 
Um, D'Angelo had to sit there and listen to a bunch of statements from multiple victims that are still alive or family members of victims. And after he heard all of the statements, he stood up and he offered a very brief apology. And I have it in quotes. He said, I've listened to all of your statements, each one of them, and I'm truly sorry to everyone I hurt. Thank you, your honor. And he sat down. So that's a bullshit apology. Fuck you, Joseph D'Angelo. You're a piece of shit. You know, like, and- you know, though, like, if he did all of that and did that for decades and then, like, got away with it and was like, you know, obviously he's an evil man. You know, I feel like that's better than being like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. I would just be like, yeah, and just get up and be like, I'm sorry, and then just, like, go to jail and rot. That's true. That is one of the best possible things he could have said. Yeah. But uh, he's still a piece of shit, and I still oh, want to. Agree. Oh, <laughs> he's still I actually shit on do him. have. <laughs> I, I would still 100% like shit all over his fucking chest yeah. and like strangle him to death with a tampon string. But, anyways, I actually have one more update about him, which I just thought was funny. It brought joy to my heart. So, the media, well, and his, it was really his lawyers, were doing a really good job of showing him as his like old man who can barely oh, walk yeah, and hold himself he was like, yeah. you know like Those like assholes. shaking like oh but then <laughs> there's footage of his jail cell that was released and you can see him working out oh my he's God. climbing on his bunk beds he's doing jumping jacks like the whole like as soon as he walks in and they close the door he like throws his cane to the side and does some jumping jacks and shit it's hilarious <laughs> so fuck you joseph d'angelo that was my part one of my spooky scoop you bitch. part two um, I wanted to talk to you guys about something I have never really talked about before. What? So researching this podcast is always a, a journey, especially, I mean, it, it's it's hard. There's so many articles, there's so much, so many videos, so many documentaries. There's just always so much information to go through to then kind of figure out um, what you feel is true, what you don't feel is true, blah, blah, blah. But I've always used this one website to reference for missing persons cases if I'm doing like a missing persons case and they're on this website. And this website is called The Charlie Project. And today I was sitting here just like really trying to think of my spooky scoop and like right in front of me in my screen was like multiple tabs of The Charlie Project. And I was like, oh my God, I should just tell you guys about one of the yeah. most awesome true crime resources that you can really have. Hold on, I'm going to take a drink really quick because I'm not drunk at all. It's like silent. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just shoving ice cream. I'm gonna leave all this champagne. all this dead air up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three minutes of just you hear like ice cubes like shaking in the background. <laughs> just make them fucking wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you ready to hear about the Charlie Project, you stupid sluts? <laughs> We're like, and now three minutes of audio cuckolding. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm just going to be reading this information directly from their FAQ page on their website because I feel like they're obviously saying their website better than I could. I'm sure I'll summarize at some point because I'm drunk. But (laughs) I mean, I'm not drunk. But here we go. So the Charlie Project serves as a public... Oh, God. As a publicity vehicle and clearinghouse of information. 40 seconds ago, I'm not drunk. (laughs) Of information to missing persons. It attempts to catalog as much information as possible about as many cases as possible into a database as a publicity slash investigative aid for the public and law enforcement to help solve cases. 
A wide variety of sources are used, such as other databases, news media accounts, law enforcement, information supplied by friends and family members of the missing, and books, etc. Like all the information you could possibly think of, they use all of that to basically build a report over the missing person. Um, and this way, instead of having to track down, say, 20 different news articles from five different news sources about a missing person, an interested party could just simply go to the Charlie Project and find all of them in one place. So they do a lot. Um, it's called the Charlie Project because Charlie was the nickname of Charles Brewster Ross, who was abducted from his home in Germantown, Pennsylvania, on July 4th, 1874, when he was just four years old. His family spent yeah. the rest of their lives looking for him in a search that extended over the world and gained international attention. And this was in the fucking 1800s. Um, his way by no means the first kidnapping in the United States, but it was one of the first highly publicized kidnappings of the United States. Sadly, the search was unsuccessful, so Charlie would remain forever lost. There is no evidence at all to his fate, and his story has been nearly forgotten today. He may have died shortly after his disappearance, or he may have lived out his life under some other identity in some other family and never learned he was missing. This site was named in honor of Charlie so that his memory and the memories of all those, all other long-lost people in this country would not be forgotten. His picture also appears on the website banner. Um, so it has all, so many, like, thousands of different missing persons cases. It obviously doesn't have all of them on the website because that's probably impossible, um, and a lot of the time, a lot of missing person cases are just closed <laughs> just because they're either adults or maybe like, I don't know, they're, they're just closed all the time. But I, every time I have a missing person's case, I always first refer to the Charlie Project to see if they even have a profile on the person. And they have pictures of the people. They pulled together all of these articles, all the news sources, everything, like everything you could ever want to know about a person would be on the Charlie oh, Project. Wow. That's cool. They're a great organization. It is just run by like one person. Like one person does all of this. Damn. Um, and they're always accepting donations. And the amount of donations they usually get isn't usually enough to even keep their website afloat. So a lot of the time they use their own personal money. Um, so if you have the opportunity to, to donate to a great organization and you're part of the true crime community, I would definitely donate even just a dollar to the Charlie Project just to help them out because um, they are a wonderful resource and, and a great database that's not only helping you know the online investigators, but it could help solve cases one day. It's great. So definitely refer to the Charlie Project. That's one of my favorite little beautiful my favorite little uh, ways I research. Yay. That is yes. my spooky scoop for today. Legit. The end. Okay. Yes. So mine today, uh, my whatever segment, super supernatural segment. <laughs> You're like true crime. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, we have a different podcast. I'm like, now. Chana, fuck no, I'm like, Chana, I've always done true crime. What the fuck? <laughs> well, it like cuts to you always doing true crime you always doing supernatural you i'm go like on, oh my god <laughs> you go like the on craziest acid Spotify bender and like it's always me doing <laughs> Ted right Bundy. our lines our exact words are just flipped though <laughs> so i'm like isn't this me <laughs> but it's you oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> okay so mine today is on the scp foundation chana do you oh. have any idea what that is no, because it doesn't sound scary at all. Yeah, I had no idea what this was, like, at all. Like, I maybe, okay. maybe in my wildest dreams heard somebody mention this before, but I've never heard of it. 
what is it? the SEP? SCP Foundation. SCP. Okay, supernatural uh-huh. cunt pussy. <laughs> Or <laughs> that is supernat- exactly what I thought after you said supernatural. <laughs> I was like, what is she going to say? <laughs> yeah, that's why we're best friends. Supernatural cup pussies. SCP is the alternative to WAP. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Here we go. It's either wet ass pussy or supernatural <laughs> cunt pussy. You choose. <laughs> Million dollar idea. We make a, so- a porno that is yes. about these women ghost that investigate that are paranormal investigators <gasps> and they just have sex Ooh. with ghosts yes. yes i'm sure i've already read erotica about that yeah uh, you're <laughs> right day. but it's like but it's like scp but it's like done it's like the production <gasps> as well and you care about the story but then you also care about the sex scenes yeah so you know how wap sound it starts with there's some hoes in yeah. this house there's, there's some, some. so in instead house. scp will start with there's some there's ghosts some ghosts in this house, house. <laughs> there's some ghosts in this house they're like supernatural cunt pussy <laughs> oh my god hitting on the back of my throat <laughs> million dollar idea okay there's some ghosts in this house i want to change our intro now to to that there's WAP, some ghosts supernatural <laughs> and you just hear like wild queefs in the background i was like what no, is this podcast we just played the howard stern video oh no ew oh i'm sad that's not that's off of youtube what a bummer uh, that's the worst i hate it every time y'all play that i die a little bit it's I die hysterical. A bit. <laughs> no. It's like the funniest. Thank you, hi, for showing us that I the die, Howard Stern Queef video. Every time I see that, <laughs> it's true. You're like half a step away from two girls, one cup when you watch it. So mm-hmm, I get mm-hmm. it. That is like, that is like, like how Psycho is like a proto slasher. That's like proto two girls, one cup. One hundred percent. Like one hundred percent. Okay, so. The SAP Foundation is a fictional organization that is created by a web-based storytelling community of the same name. Ooh. Did you understand that sentence? Yeah, it's like a um, <clears throat> it's not Crunchyroll. What's it called? Like Scared Noodle? Oh, Creepy Pasta. <laughs> so yes, so yes, it is Scared Noodle. <laughs> you just offended so many scene people. It's 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 like. If you were on Twitter right now, you would get fucked. I'm canceled. I'm 100%. I'm canceling myself. Oh, my gosh. Like, if you were on Twitter, Jana. I'm like, what's it called? Scared noodle? You would be bullied off of Twitter. Just oh, like man. Just like every fucking other person. Okay. So, so yeah. So, it is a, it's a web-based storytelling community that has the same name. So, when we talk about the SCP Foundation... Um, the SCP Foundation is a website, and it uh, it is all about this fictional SCP Foundation, this corporation that's called SCP. Okay, so it is basically the new creepy pasta, but with an interesting twist that focuses on presenting the fiction uh, of lesbianism as if it were a real document, <laughs> as if it were a Ooh. real document page on this wiki esque website that presents itself Very cool. as the fiction the fictional organization website so when you're on the website the scp foundation you know you're going there to basically look at you know quote-unquote creepy pastas that are all surrounding this yeah. scp foundation however the way that it is presented and the like uh the style that all of the or most of the like entries are in is sort of like actual like you know scientific like documentation of 
these different SCPs. So SCP stands for either Secure, Contain, and Protect or Special Containment Procedure. Okay. That is so lame yeah. compared to supernatural compass. <laughs> my God. We should also we should These send them people. like yeah, we should send them a note. Um, We're gonna b- online bully them, everybody. You'd be like, in light of WAP, I think that you should strongly reconsider. <laughs> you should strongly, I bold underline it. <laughs> reconsider. <Or> wrongly. <laughs> Um, So within the website's fictional setting, the SCP Foundation is responsible for locating and containing individuals, entities, locations, and objects that violate natural law. These are referred to as SCPs. Okay, so we have like SCP-1 through, you know, you know, SCP-1, SCP-6. I didn't look up SCP-666 or 69 or 420. You fucking bitch. Are you even Corey (laughs) anymore? Am I even me? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just realized. You're canceled. I'm canceled. Did I even? <laughs> yeah. Are you even a fucking? He- oh Idaho's God. already gone to you. What? We're over. I'm this podcast is canceled. <laughs> I know. You're straight now. Wow. Fuck you. Straight, Corey. I just, I just realized that. I never looked up SCP-69-666 or 420. Wow. You know, Corey, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, Um, so their official mission statement is as follows. SCP, this is directly from the website. And this is like, again, still in the like fictional, you know, because everything on the website is treated as if it's real and as if this is the fictional SCP Foundation. So it says, SCP artifacts pose a significant threat to global security. Various agencies from around the world operate to maintain human independence from extraterrestrial, extra-dimensional, and extra-universal threats. In the past, human in the past, humankind has been at the whim of these bizarre artifacts and similar phenomena, but we have now reached a point in history where we can begin to control and contain these defiances of natural law, aka the gays. Um, mm, you are now yes. working for the SCP <laughs> Foundation. You have no need to oh. understand how or why we operate. What you do need to understand is how vital your mission is. So that's just like, okay. you know, you're sort of buying into it. Like when you get on to read this stuff or when you get on to uh, create new entries, you are sort of a, um, you at a least have clearance. Member. Yeah, like you, you are at least working for the SCP Foundation or you are visiting and you have clearance to view these documents. Um, mm, so okay. the, the existence of SCP is withheld from the public to prevent mass panic and to allow human civilization to function normally. This is just like me paraphrasing about them now. This isn't exactly from them. Um, when an, SP, an SCP is discovered, the SCP Foundation deploys agents to collect and transport the SCP to a Foundation facility or to contain Ooh. it at its location of discovery uh, if transport is not possible. Once SCPs are contained, they are studied uh, by the Foundation scientists, test subjects acquired by the Foundation, who are referred to as D-class. So these things, these basically just like dudes Dick that they class? get. Yeah, these dudes that they get that are basically like red shirts. Um, they're referred mm-hmm. to as D-class. Um, they are used to interact with dangerous SCPs due to the danger posed by those SPCs and the expendability of the D-class. So, <laughs> bye, bye D class. We don't give a shit about you. Bye D class. You are red shirts. So, like I said, the website. That's super fun. I feel like we're in a movie. Yeah, this is it, is. it is. It's fun. <gasps> you know what it sounds like? You know when you are sitting 
in like Space Mountain, for example, or like a ride like that. Yeah. And there's like a whole little speech beforehand that they give you to be like, prepare for your mission, everybody. That's exactly what their mission statement sounds oh, like. No, it exactly. sounds like a speech before a roller coaster. Yeah, it's like you're like you're like buying into this whole like augmented like virtual reality uh-huh. shit where you're like you're basically doing a play when you it's it's really I think it's actually really cool. That's fun. Yeah, it's That's really super fun. fun. Um so these are fictional stories, but it's hosted on the website like it's actual real life. Um, so the majority of the works on the website fit under two main categories. And there's also some other things that go on. But there's two main categories that like you can put the stuff that you're reading under. So the first one is what they call special containment procedures. So these are structured internal documentation documentations that describe an SCP uh object and the means of keeping it contained um so it'll be like hey this is the description this is the activity that it presents and this is how to con- like contain it and stuff like that um then the second one are our found our quote-unquote foundation tales and this is where you get a little bit more creepypasta e, where it's like you actually have short stories that are set within the universe of of the scp or a story about cool. that particular scp um and this is like uh, this is a hundred percent like you can more tell that this this is presented as fictional. Well, it's not presented as fictional. It's still presented as like, oh, this is an account of what happened. Um, but you can, it's still like in a sort of narrative that's going on. Versus when you go, if you're like, hey, what's SCP sixty nine, and you go and look it up, it'll like present it like it's an actual real document. And they they actually have mm. like people go through. Um, after it got really big in two thousand eight. Um, they they like actually had people go through and like actually make the science real like when people would Whoa, say it's this big it can fun. go this fast etc 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 they changed everything to the metric system because it's like hey if this was a real science thing we wouldn't be talking about inches and feet and miles we, we would use the metric system um Ooh, very cool yeah it's pretty cool um it's like a whole new world that people built it's very cool yeah so the series has been praised for its ability to convey horror through its scientific and academic writing style as well for its high standards of quality which i will also go back to in in a little bit um some of these pages that i even looked at were even a little bit interactive as they will like warn you not to scroll down (laughs) oh that's super warning highly classified if you don't have the protocol um like basically it's like if you don't have this protocol implant or this like protocol um like injection in you then you can't scroll down and look at the image of this you know scp or it will kill you so they're like if if you scroll down to look at it now you need to inject that you know protocol drug or whatever or you will die (laughs) oh my god you know what's crazy is if this is like real, <laughs> right? Then I die tonight. And you're gonna die now. I'm gonna die now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Um, and then also, um, some of them will try to like narratively engage security protocols, as I sort of said, and also they will require you to click on security overrides and stuff. So it becomes a little bit of a game and interactive, just to like spook you out a little bit more. It's really cool. So let's go to the origins of this website. It was me. Picture this. Mid-2007. In the bowels of 4chan. (laughs) Oh, what are you wearing, everybody, in this little In the bowels of 4chan, mid-2007. Yeah. I'm wearing a very long shirt. Abercrombie and Fitch, most likely. Yes. Um, Oh, my God. I was about to say the same goddamn thing. We're so cute. (laughs) I'm wearing my butterfly capris. It had butterflies on them and rhinestones. Oh, that's so cute. 
I'm wearing an Abercrombie Fitch polo with a white undershirt underneath, and I had bangs, and I would wear a Victoria's Secret hot pink lip gloss. Thank you, 2007. Um, I had a faux hawk. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need to say. Period. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't we all in 2007? From rock band. Oh, I'm so wet. I guess Rock Band didn't come out in 2000. I don't forget. At least Guitar Hero. But I had a faux hawk, so we're done. So we're done. Need we say more? Faux hawks are happening. Abercrombie Fitch was being worn. Right. Abercrombie Fitch was being worn. I had a polo. I had a faux hawk. Oh, me too. I had my fucking Abercrombie Fitch polo that I'd wear my white undershirt with. And I'd walk around school like I was a bad bitch. I was like, fuck you. I had this really beautiful, like, burnt orange um, uh, polo. And I was like, I'm fucking hot. Yeah. I, oh, I miss those days. Yeah. It's just like loaded up with the Abercrombie and Fitch perfume. Yeah. You're giving everyone headaches, but you don't give a fuck. You're like, I'm a bad bitch. I like go and talk to the cash register guys that are always like, you know, like quasi hot. And you're like, what's, you know, yeah. just talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The good old days. The good old days, good everybody. Old days. Okay. So. Mid. So we're back. Mid 2007. I have a faux hawk. Chana has a. What did you have on? A, you had a polo on. A pretty. Yeah, and some butterfly capris. The butterfly capris. Oh my god, that's like almost as good as my my faux hawk. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's almost, but not quite. Not quite, cause faux hawk. <laughs> but how did you share something on Facebook thirteen minutes I still, ago? I still, I still, I miss, I miss faux hawks, and I wish that they were better than, as good as as we thought they were. Oh yeah, I, I mean some dudes I thought can for still one second, look good. Some dads nowadays that were like you know like five or ten years older than us that will still wear faux hawks because like, you know, they were at a certain age when that was, you know, how you just like find your look. They found it during that time. Yeah. I still think they can look good, but it it depends. I don't know. You know, I, I disagree. Oh, I, (laughs) and I would agree with your disagreement. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I watched, what did I watch recently? Uh, My, my dad put on, um what's it 2007 gay porn well it's pretty, fine with well, oh, actually pretty much because it is a 2000 um uh, what is it oh high school musical no it's not no 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 just <laughs> just saying oh all about steve did you see have you ever seen all about steve oh my god whoa that's like tapping right? into a memory i didn't know so that i had <laughs> bradley cooper has a faux hawk and it doesn't look good <laughs> <laughs> so that should tell you everything you so need to know, motherfuckers. So if Bradley Cooper is doing it and it does not look good, then safe to say it's not good. <laughs> then safe to say, oh, fuck you, everybody. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so sorry. Back to SCP. <laughs> you mean we're not going to talk about our Abercrombie and Fitch days? Uh-uh. uh-uh. Okay, mm, so. Oh, I was reading Twilight, too. I specifically have, like, oh, at shit. least three Twilight books in my bag at all times. I and laughing. I was would and fight you, you know. to the death that I was team Edward. And if you said team Jacob, I would literally stop being your Whoa. friend. So yeah, I would never be team was... Jacob. Whoever's team Jacob is a loser. Yeah. Yeah. You're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. If you're team have you Jacob. Seen Robert okay. Have you seen him? Okay. Yeah. Have you, so did you see him in the new Batman trailer? Oh my God. We're digressing. Okay. Oh, back sorry, to the yeah. SCP. He's a little too seen boy for me, but yeah, we'll get back yes, to that. Yes. Me too. He's too much. Cause I, it's too I saw it. And I was like, this is like a 2000, like, Eight yeah. <laughs> to eleven, it, like wet dream. It looks like you're like m- trying to be a little bit. My space dream almost. boy. 
like yeah okay sorry okay so um so mid 2007 in the bowels of 4chan the user moto 42 yes. aka ss walrus <laughs> oh i love doing I love history our about like reddit about, <laughs> just anything on the internet you could just never be serious right <laughs> ss it's <like>, walrus <laughs> right um posted an original creepypasta and i mean creepypasta as in like the format because creepypasta was just becoming sort of an idea at this time okay becoming a a thing that you would call something because creepypasta now is like a website and and scary things that are on the creepypasta website but before the website remember creepypasta is just a noun for you know a scary thing on the internet that is copy and pasted and sent around and changed and you know in a community form yeah yeah. So if just said that quickly, so we're all on the same page. So it was uh, originally a, a, a creepypasta that was titled The Statue SCP-173. And this is what ooh, it reads. It says, ooh. item number colon SCP-173. Uh, special containment procedures colon. Item SCP-173 is to be kept in a locked container at all times. When personnel ooh. must enter SCP-173's container... No fewer than oh. three may enter at any time, oh. and the door is to be relocked behind them. Oh, bad. <laughs> at bad all boy. times, two persons must be looking at SCP 173 until all personnel have vacated and relocked the container. Description colon. Moved to site 191993. I think it's 1993, but it, I, I don't know. Uh, little is known about item number SC. P-173's origins. It is constructed from concrete and rebar and was once painted with Krylon brand spray paint. SCP-173 is animate and malevolent. If given the chance, it will kill anyone within its line of sight. Its weakness, however, is that it does not move while being watched. Despite this paralysis, it is high, still highly dangerous. And then it goes on to give some more creepy stuff. Uh, so, Chana, type, type SCP-173 and look at the picture. Okay. Give me one second. I just unlocked my phone. Okay, SCP-173. 173. <laughs> Ew. Isn't that weird? So, when you look at the original that's... post, like, there's a little bit more that goes on that's a little bit spooky as well. But it is. It, it's really spooky. And it's sort of like, I don't know. Like, you know how we talk about... Ew. You know how we talk about how... I'm going to tap into this in like a minute as well. But you know how we get uh, go off about how Insidious is just so scary. And it's even more scary when you think about like, you're like, why is the further there? What? Like there's a demon that could just be like trying to get in my body. If I astral project, like that's fucking creepy. You know, like it's just creepy. The more you think about it and just like question its existence and what's going on. Well, that's sort of like what, I've got like, you know, so I'll get into it in just a second. So this was a simpler time. Reddit was relatively new. The idea of a creepypasta was in its infancy and the no sleep Reddit thread didn't even exist yet. Um, The thread stuck around for a while and was very popular. It was quickly noticeable that this was not just your run in the mill creepypasta that made you scared and then you moved on. No, it made you wonder and contemplate the sinister uncanniness of its existence. And everyone wanted to know more. So in January or by January of 2008, the SCP concept uh, experienced a huge surge in popularity. Um, from January 17th to January 19th, um, there were 
of five main entries that were made in just these two days that were known uh, as the SCP series. Uh, this sort of ex- blew, blew it up even further. So it was sort of big, like in the depths of 4chan. And then, you know, within six months later, it just blows up all over 4chan. Uh, because it got so big on 4chan, they basically made it, they made a wiki, you know, they used like a wiki template known uh, called edit this at the time, and then moved all of the stuff, all of the SCP documents onto this, you know, onto the edit this wiki template and called it the SCP series. So it grew from less than a dozen to as many as hundreds over the course of six months after this January yes. date. Uh, so another six months later, a whole year later. Uh, and then at this time, as just a little teaser for what I might do later, the SCP-1, which is like was my first question, sadly, before 6669 or 666, <laughs> uh, yeah. is what is SCP-1? <laughs> so when it moved and w- became official thing, uh, the official SCP series, everybody was like, well, what's number one? Well, the guys or the main admins were like, hey, it was held. And was labeled with reserved until someone makes an entry worthy of SCP-1. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Which is fun. really cool. So things quickly got out of hand on this this site. Uh, fans and creators uh, immediately started arguing about how entries or if entries should follow the scientific tone and structure of the original post. Um, this eventually resulted in a user by the name of Fritz Willy. <laughs> That's his username. Yes. Creating a new site. And by July 25th of 2008, they had moved it to a different wiki template website called Wikidot um, and then went live. Um, this is sort of became the official website for a long time until it moved on to, to its actual website later. Over the years, I'm just summing, summing up like five, literally five scroll down pages of their website where they actually account all of this. And they just like, it really actually shows they tried to make this like the admins were like, hey, no, we're going to make something really good. And it's not just going to be a creepypasta. Like, this is yeah. going to be cool. Um, and they're sort of like a prestige to it. They they literally, like I told you, they were like, hey, we're going to get actual scientific measurements and change everything to the yeah. metric system. If you don't follow the template, then you're going to get, you know, fucked off by the community. Yeah. yeah it's, it's all really cool. format. It's like a whole like academic take on on spooky stories it's that's really cool that they like created an entire world like this it's very cool yeah it, it's it's really interesting um it, yeah it's like the adult creepypasta no it really is the elite it's like it's like the elite like formal creepypasta that's like actually yeah became like a sort of art like it, it really is they have a style and a tone and it's specific and it actually is a little creepy i think it really that's real cool i think it really taps into this like I don't like this is creeping me out and I don't I sort of know why but I also want to know more about this thing this entity why is it here what is that it is doing fucking cool. like I'm drawn in like I'm immediately drawn into some of these entities um so this sort of all came to a head in 2012 um so welcome it's 2020 and <laughs> you're just hearing about this now <laughs> so in 2012 there was a uh I think it was released on Valve or on Steam um, it was a game called uh, SCP Containment Breach, and you can go look at it. It's pretty cool. Um, this is Ooh, basically fun. an indie supernatural horror video game, and it's played. It's a 3D video game. It's played from the first-person perspective, and you are the protagonist who is a human uh, test subject labeled D9341. So you are a Class D test subject. That is, Ooh, as fun. we mentioned earlier, that you are thrown into this the facility 
to interact with these dangerous creatures. However, on your way to your job, there is a containment breach and everything goes to hell. So you're basically trying to escape the SCP facility while interacting with some of these um, these SCPs, which is really cool. Um, I think Ew, there's, it looks creepy. It is creepy. There are like there were twelve sprites, or I guess they're not sprites. They're probably actually just like like actual um, models at that time. Um, there's 12 models of 12 SCPs that you can interact physic with, with physically. There might be some other ones that you talk to or something. I don't know, but they, they, I think they got like the biggest, coolest ones together and you basically fight them and run away from them. It's pretty cool. My uh, favorite SCP, cause I just typed in SCP containment breach yeah. and then it popped up with like a list of other SCPs to look at. My favorite is SCP-999. It's so cute. Oh, my is God. Is it cute? Oh, I want to see it. I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. I'm just going to send you a screenshot of the page. That oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. It's so cute. <gasps> I know. Oh, my God. I know. Hi, I would die for SCP-999. Go look at SCP-999. <laughs> and tattoo that on my bussy. Oh, my God. It's so cute. It's the cutest thing in the world. I am now so disappointed by any other SCP I ever look oh at my God. <laughs> because it's so fucking cute. Okay. <laughs> that should not be your idea of SCPs. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. They're like, no, that defeats the whole purpose. I'm like, but oh my God, look at it. <laughs> it probably, it probably like devours cheeks? you and kills you. I'm like, oh, it's so cute. cute. Okay. Um, so. Again, SCPs can be pretty much anything you can think of as long as it violates natural law and is uh, the natural law that is known to humanity. So this get, uh, to give examples of like the diversity of, of what SCPs can be, I'm just going to tell you like quickly what the first eight SCPs are. So Ooh, okay. I'll start with number two, and then I'll go back to number one just to tease it again. <gasps> so SCP-2 oh, is daddy. just the living room. It's just a room. Um, SCP-3 is biological motherboard. SCP-4 is the 12 rusty keys and the door. SCP-5 is a skeleton key. SCP-6 is the fountain of youth. (laughs) Oh, okay. SCP-7 is an abominable planet that exists. And SCP-8... Okay, that's a hard left. Right. And then (laughs) SCP-8 is a zombie plague. Like, it just goes... Okay, hard right. Yeah. (laughs) And then I think SCP-9 is red ice, something like that. That's amazing. The living room freaks me out because I just think Uh of demons. That's one that I'll go over later, but or like in a future episode. But yeah, that one freaks me out. Um, So SCP-1, I'm not going to go too much into it, but basically for a while, even when they switched over to that second Wikipedia template where they're like, hey, no, let's be good and like make this a thing. The admin actually created two. I don't know how you do this because I don't I don't get on Reddit or those form things all the time. Um, He made two. Um, two profiles and the admin profile he basically locked off to everybody so that he could control and then create sort of a council I guess you could say to control what becomes an SCP Um, when he did this and he specifically did this based off of like no we need to like wait to for someone to make SCP-1 and to come up with a really good idea so I think to this yeah. day, because it's 2020 or 2020 now, um, that it is basically God or like an archangel 
It's it, it isn't God. Ooh. It isn't God, but it's like an archangel. They have wings, usually depicted with four wings coming out of its back, and it just basically looks like an archangel. Um, but I think it still isn't decided on which one is SCP-1 or if they even has a, have a physical form. I don't know. I'm going to go dive into that in probably a future episode or something. That um, is cool, though. Yeah. That's fucking cool. So um, uh, let me just list some other fun ones before I – and then I'll dive into, like, three specific ones a little bit. I'm not going to dive super deep because I don't want this to be super long. Um, so there's one that is an anti-meme basically that immediately causes anyone who inspects it or like looks at the page to forget or like looks at it or a picture of it. Um, it immediately causes anybody to forget all of it, like all of it, like what it looks like. <laughs> um, and thus rendering it like basically indestructible because you can't remember it immediately when you look at it. <laughs> That's cool. Do you remember what it looks like? Uh, No. <laughs> Oh, shit. Um, it's real. Then there is a house that contains an interdimensional portal that. Bye. <laughs> it's the mirror dimension. That basically. <laughs> it's my house. Inter- like talking about it is like how it's talked about is these agents sort of inspecting it and communicating through this portal to a racist alien <laughs> who's racist against humans for being humans. <laughs> You know, that's valid. I and get it. one of the one of the comments is or one of like the quotes is, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not racist or anything. Some of my best friends are human. But if they're as good as us, why do they need skin? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> um, so it's interesting. One is a coffee machine that can produce any can produce a paper cup full of any liquid in the known universe on demand. Come. Yeah, no, exactly. Come. You could get that immediately. You could get that. Oh my um, god! Just a hot gobbling mess of cum. Yep. All right. Coming out, uh, coming out into a p- paper cup. Uh, Ooh. Okay. If you could channel any liquid in the entire world to appear in a cup in front of you, what liquid would you choose? Nectar, as stated in the Greek, uh, like Greek epics of the gods. I'd be nectar. I'm a nerd. Ooh. I'm a nerd. So I do. That is much actual cooler nectar. Than what I was expecting any person to to say that was pretty cool damn it Corey, yep. that was way too cool you can't follow with <laughs> that <flip>. fuck you <laughs> i'm like okay i like quickly be like i scratch out like 10 w- words on my piece of paper <laughs> i'm like um yeah uh. <laughs> well cool let's just move on <laughs> okay next one is uh scp 231 it is an underaged girl impregnated oh, no. with some sort of demon by satanic no. cultists. Uh, SCP-451 is a man that can't see or detect anybody. So I don't, yeah. My worst nightmare. The next one is SCP-053. It is a little girl that everybody wants to kill. <laughs> I don't. Okay. That one is so That's... internet to me. <laughs> yeah. That one is like, <laughs> no. that one is like you are on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, like if you're if you didn't form. know already, yeah. you were on. If you yeah. didn't realize you're reading a form, you're reading a form. <laughs> you do realize now. They're like hashtag Slenderman at the end of it. <laughs> um, SCP-049 is a plague doctor that cures, quote unquote, cures people by turning them into zombies. Um, oh, yes. I saw a picture of yes, him. Yes, I Creepy. am teasing him. I will do. Th- I think this. he's like everyone's, f- like he's a big one. He's one of everyone's I was going to say. Yeah. 
I, I typed in SCP. That's how I found the cutest SCP in the world. Yeah. But like six, <laughs> like recommendations was the plague, the plague doctor, doctor. yeah so, so it, like I'll, I'll do one about him later on so now i'm just gonna go into three scps a little bit deeper but, yes. but they don't really need to be super deep um, well how deep how deep just like just like halfway in deep yeah oh what a tease, yeah, a little tease deep. <laughs> um so scp 1983 is called the farmhouse um the farmhouse is you know, I have something creepy to say about the the term farmhouse. What? So when you're ready, let me know. Tell me. Okay, so I don't know what what memory this is this is of mine. Maybe it's a past life. Maybe it's something I read and I just don't remember. But anytime someone says the term farmhouse, like regardless of where I am, what I'm talking about, I can always imagine this very specific scene of a farmhouse in the middle of the night. And a kid getting brutally murdered. <laughs> like, it's what so fuck, intense. <laughs> Every single time someone says farmhouse, is all I think about is, like, this this kid, this one Weird. little boy getting, like, brutally murdered in a farmhouse. And I think I might have done an episode about something like this because maybe that's where it came from. I don't know. But all I know so is So this is, like, I, a recent I, thing in the past couple years? Yeah, where anytime since oh. this farmhouse, I'm like, shit, it's that it's that fucking kid, and I don't know which which episode. I don't it know. Is That's interesting because I was gonna, I was thinking about saying that weirdly, farmhouse sounds like a sinister word Creepy. to me. Yes. Okay. So yeah. we must have experienced something together then. Maybe it was a movie maybe we watched. We were, it was something. Maybe we were in this SCP. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my Jana. god. No, seriously though, like when like. When I was saying the farmhouse, I was like, that just sounds really interesting. Yes! Oh, my God. We're fucked. Oh, my God. We're fucked. We turn around. We're both in the same farmhouse. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. (laughs) I'm going to turn Mormon again. I'm scared. Okay. So, if you enter the farmhouse without leaving the front door open, you do not come out. The door that leads outside now leads to a bunch of different rooms, and you are officially... A rat in a maze with no exit. Okay, no. But you are not no, alone. thank you. Oh, my God. There are dangerous creatures with you, and they're essentially made of shadows, but can only manifest themselves where strong light is cast and will thus be threatening if you st- will be less threatening if you stay in the dark. They will also fail to notice you, uh, notice you if you stay in the dark. In one of the rooms, a giant pile of human hearts is located. If the creatures oh, Lord. do get to, do get to you, your heart will be torn out and placed in the pile, and your shadow will crawl out of it, only to be forever trapped upon the floor, becoming another shadow creature yourself. Oh, that's God. sort of fun. I like that one. That's a cute. That's a cool I really one. hope we're not part of the farmhouse. Yeah, right. That sounds so shitty. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. So I actually have two more. So SCP-106 is titled The Old Man. So the old man is a rotting humanoid who will make anything he touches decay just as badly as he is. But usually not before dragging his victims into a weird pocket dimension, which he can enter anytime he wants by disappearing into solid matter. Oh, my God. So this ability makes it almost impossible to capture him. And the easiest way of doing this is for the Foundation to inflict agonizing pain on one of the expendable D-class staff, which consists of death row inmates that were going to die anyways. Um, I, actually, I didn't, I didn't get that. That's cool. Um, 
And basically, they do this to lure uh, the old man, or SCP-106, into this containment chamber um, with this guy's, like, pain. Okay. Um, what, <laughs> a- what happens after this guy drags you into the pocket dimension is super vague. Um, but Bad shit. after you come out, uh, what you look like is supposed to be, you know, when I did a... Um, in the post, it says, like, you'll look something like this, and then it has a really scary picture. Um, you know when I did the episode on the doll in Florida, like Billy mm. or something like that? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. And that's the one where, like, they, they had, like, car accidents and shit. Yeah, after. yeah. So, basically, yeah. it's, like, a face like that. It's, like, a hollow, like, oh. blank <gasps> stare face. They, like, they say, like, oh, when you come back from this no. pocket dimension, whatever the old man did to you, you look like that. So. Oh, fuck my life. That's scary. Oh, yeah. That's that's a lot to for me to wrap my mind around. Okay. No, thank you. Jenna, are you ready for this last one? Well, duh, bitch. Okay. Do you want... Okay, type in SCP-087. Okay, hold on This one, one is the worst, Jenna. SCP-087? Yep. 087. Fuck my God. Okay. Oh, 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 no. Okay. No. no. Corey, yep. I'm so mad at yep. you. <laughs> this is literally why I will never have like a basement. Yep. <laughs> it's because this is like the conjuring one. This is like every class, like every horror movie ever yep. is SCP 087. So, subject report an audio, subject reports and audio recordings confirmed. The distress vocalizations from which is presumed to be a child between the ages of, I think, 8 and 11. The source of the distress call is estimated to be located approximately 200 meters below the initial platform from which you start on this endless this endless staircase. However, any oh. attempts to descend the staircase <gasps> have failed to bring subjects closer to the source. The depth, it's like my apartment yep, stairs, Corey. The depth, oh of, my. the depth of descent calculated from exploration floor, the longest exploration, is shown to be far beyond both the possible structure of both the building and the geological surroundings. At this time, it is unknown if SCP-087 has an endpoint. So, uh, oh, sorry for the God. viewers at home. Uh, SCP-087 is basically an, an endless staircase where there are the distress vocalizations or cries of a child of a young child or like, like, you know, like a 11, eight year old to 11 year old child. Um, however, on SCP 087, which is never ending. If you descend down it, there is an SCP titled SCP 087 dash one. So, uh, SCP, um, so SCP-087, the staircase, has undergone four video-recorded explorations by Class D personnel. Each subject conducting an exploration has encountered SCP-087-1, which appears as a face with no visible pupils, nostrils, or mouth. Oh, Lord. The nature of SCP-087-1 is entirely unclear, but it has been determined that it is not the source of the pleading or the cries. Subjects exhibit feelings of intense paranoia and fear when faced with SCP-087-1, 
but it is undetermined whether said feelings are abnormal or simply natural reactions. Oh. Isn't that disgusting? <laughs> I hate that one. I hate just looking. I don't. I can't look at that picture for for more than like three seconds. It's just yeah, it kills me. I I don't like just, it. Just type it. <laughs> oh. Just look at nine ninety nine. <laughs> I mean, don't if you want to go to sleep tonight. No, no, don't. no, no, no. Look at nine ninety nine to make you forget. Oh yes, yeah. SC, our, our good old SCP nine ninety nine. Oh, wholesome. Come come to Oh, I typed in nine ninety eight. No. It's a plane crash. Oh. It's a plane crash. Oh, okay. Nine ninety nine. Okay. Oh yeah, so my that god. Is, that is the I SCP Foundation. Um I will probably I might do one on some SCPs next episode, but I'm not sure. I for sure will do one in October and then I probably will wait until um uh the Twilight Zone episode to do some SCPs. Well, I hope you do one on SCP nine 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 because oh my God. that's my ba- I totally will. that's that's our that's our new mascot. So whatever oh, yeah. our old mascot was, fuck it, fuck it. it is now. It's now I'm pretty sure it was like a queefing uh, butterfree. Yeah. Was our oh last my God, mascot. it is. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> but our current mascot now is SCP nine nine nine, and he is holding up a sign that says like I'm spooked or some shit like that oh, yeah. because I love it. He's cute as fuck. Uh, this is like, I, what's so crazy about your segment is I had no idea, because I knew Scary Noodle existed, but I had no idea that something like SCP existed. So it's like a whole new world that I didn't even know was on the yeah, internet. It's so wild. Yeah, right? That's been around, like, that. that's like been around for our key generation. Like, I had no so, idea this existed either. So is it still active? Like, do people still post in it all the time? Yeah, uh-huh. That's nuts. Yeah. That's so wild. Just imagine the creators. They started out. They started it when they were teenagers, and now they're like grown ass adults. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, shit, we have to keep this going. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it. I think it's a fun. I think it's very fun. It's very interesting well, and spooky. How, how's your sex life, Corey? Yeah. So um, this past week it was my mom's birthday, and Cute. that was fun. She actually. So she she loves fishing and. Uh, you know, in crafts and gardening and all that stuff. She likes doing stuff with her hands and being outside and stuff. So we, uh, she just recently got into crawfishing because, um, you know, growing up in Texas, we do crawfish boils because we're right next to Louisiana. So we know how to make it good. Um, and it turns out that you can do it up here and they didn't know that. And they just figured this out about three weeks ago, them being my parents. So, uh, like three days before my mom's birthday, um after like a month of my parents making traps and and you know designing different traps to catch crawfish they they had a boy they uh, they didn't have a boy but they know a boy from their church that was like uh oh hey i know how to catch a ton you just go into the river like you know up to your like knees and you look down into the water and you just overturn rocks and catch them <laughs> so you just mm, okay. you just wear <laughs> Jana's like that sounds like my worst goddamn nightmare. That's like my nightmare. <laughs> but um, cool. So my mom was like, "Well, that's what I want to do for my birthday." And so we're all like, "Okay, cool." Cool. So cool. we went and did it and it's actually like really fun. <laughs> really? Um I would just release it after cuz I'm yeah, obviously Yeah, well, yeah, vegan, it, it's but... a little sad cuz you like, you know, you're pull you're just snap. You literally go and stand in the water. And you just pick a river or a lake that has a rocky bottom, you know, so the rocks are like, you know, as big as your fist or bigger. And yeah. 
you just stand in the water like with your nose like an inch from the water so that you can see into it and you reach down and you can just watch them poking their their heads out it's actually scary now like to think of just walking through a river (laughs) (laughs) like fuck you I'm like this is like, so this fun. This is SCP thousand. <laughs> yeah, six six six. This, this is, is SCP six six six. Yeah, this is SCP six six six. Crawfishing um, in, but Idaho. it's actually really fun. I I was pretty good at it, so I would just sit there and you overturn a couple rocks and then you just like you know try and grab it as quick as you can and it's it was a really fun game. Um, That's cute. It was a super good hamstring workout. <laughs> actually yeah so like my butt and my hamstrings were like super worked out because i was basically half squatting in a river for like you know an hour and a half two hours it was really good really good like what's your secret no really though like my hamstrings were on fire the next day you know when i was in elementary school we all had a pet crawfish like my entire class shared one and i picked it up and it pinched my nose and then i screamed and it fell into my hands and then pinched my fingers (laughs) and i screamed again and i threw it and it hit some girl and it pinched her and it was like a fucking snl skit of nonstop pinching and then my teacher was like whoo the whole time obviously. obviously so now whenever i think of crawfish i only think of that, oh that exact like story. the farmhouse <laughs> it's it's equivalent to the farmhouse for me <laughs> it's up there oh my god that's hilarious <laughs> yeah it was like a movie um yeah that didn't have i did get pinched a couple times but it was, i had gloves on so it was okay yeah, I did not. I was in like third grade. <laughs> so <laughs> I was a child. <laughs> no, um, no preparation. Other than that, for that. this week, uh, what what else did I do? So uh, I watched a lot of movies and did a lot of like writing, like structure theory study, like literally all. It's like I woke up, did a little bit of work, and then applied to jobs, and then did this, and then worked out, and that's like all I did. Um, let's, yeah. So how was your sex life before we transition into, um, Dr. Sleep? Sex life was great. Pretty much the exact same as what I said last week. Um, Jordan, if I just say the word, uh, or the term only fans gets a boner yes. and we have crazy sex. It's great. Now that I have an IUD, I'm like, yes, yes daddy. Oh, you're, hold you got on. a free one, right? Yeah, I got Hell a free yeah. one, bitch. Yeah. So Freddy, I'm Walter with IUD in. It's only made me my skin break out like the worst it's ever broken out before. So I'm super miserable. But other than that, <laughs> yay. yay. But anyways, um, work's been great. Simone and S'mores are healthy. It's kind of been just one of those same old, same old weeks for me. But overall, but it was good. it was good. Yeah. It was like a, it was like same old, same old in a good way, not a bad way yeah. like at all. Um, and the other thing is, I'm just looking to move to Salt Lake. Uh, I still have an OnlyFans account. I actually have a a uh, a little like subscription, a special subscription right now. Uh, ooh, what so that do? the next ten subscribers get their first month fifty percent off. They just pay five dollars and they get daily nudes from me, pretty much. Yes. So follow me on OnlyFans. It is OnlyFans.com/slash/aylas. That's my OnlyFans. Follow it. Uh, pay, help a broke bitch out. That's all. That's pretty much been my whole week. It's just been OnlyFans. OnlyFans and, and regular work. It's great. Could you do a segment that's titled Nudes with Nudes with Nudes where you just like eat ramen 
naked. <gasps> yeah, gluten-free ramen, of yeah. course. Because I'm also officially gluten-free again. Yay. Huzzah. Gluten-free, vegan. The whole, I'm so annoying at this point. Yes. I'm like a disappointment to my entire family. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, your grandma's like, God damn it. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God. First of all, Black Lives Matter. How dare you? Second of all, gluten-free. gluten-free. She's like, that's too far. But, but that is my sex life. But let's talk about Dr. Sleep. Yeah, Dr. Sleep. Chana, you go. Okay, so I just finished Dr. Sleep about two hours ago. Nice. I have thoughts. First of all, it's a really long movie. I did not expect it to be two and a half hours long. I, I do feel like it could have been a little bit shorter, but I also loved almost every minute of yeah. it because it, it was all pretty interesting. But I do feel like it. I don't know. Like it, it's just surprising to me. It was two and a half hours long because I feel like it reminded it me been a little shorter. when they when they like spoilers like a really quick. I mean, you know, you know, this is gonna happen. Well, this though. is all spoilers. You, yeah, but you know, yeah. this is gonna happen when they go when they start to go back to the Overlook Hotel. I like yeah. immediately in my mind was like, oh my god, like this is a Return of the King. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> okay so let's start from the very beginning first of all i my my biggest issue with the entire movie was all of the top hats i hated the hats so much <laughs> every time that bitch rosie popped up on the screen i saw her stupid hat oh i got so like instantly irritated because i fucking hate yes. like i want to look at the costume designer i want to be like why the fuck did every villain have a top hat like i don't yeah. understand why they all had to wear weird hats that's probably, like, it was so that's probably some like one of those things where it's like in in the novel like it worked but it doesn't translate that well it was yeah. it was just like an instant make fun of moment for me because when that bitch would roll up with her top hat and when she like got pushed back at the grocery store scene like the glass shattered and some girl reached for her top hat she was like no all dramatic <laughs> i was like bitch it's a top like, hat calm you your titties <laughs> it's a fucking top hat but uh overall i really did enjoy the movie and the entire movie was worth it for me just for them to return to the Overlook yeah, Hotel. Yeah, Because it only happens for the last 15 minutes, yeah. 20 minutes. And every single moment was so worth it just for the... If they didn't go back to the Overlook Hotel, I don't know if I would have liked the movie The, the whole time, but I was like, I was like, y'all it was just, better not It's not a slow burn. That. Because at one point where you're like an hour and a half in, I, had, I, was, yes. so, I was so mesmerized by, by how good it was. And then like an hour and a half in, I was like wait are we not going to the overlook hotel i was like there's no way like there's no way mike flanagan would let us like you know because i i have not read the book so i had no idea what happens in the book but i was like there's no way they don't go back like there's no way i got worried for a bit and i and so yeah when they went back i was worried too when they went back i was pumped it did feel a little fan servicey true true in terms of like the the shots they chose but I like as soon as they started showing that one shot of like the camera following the woods and then slowly yes. like panning to the car, I started like immediately dripping in sweat yes. because the shining freaks me out so much. And they executed it so well. Like I, I loved it. Like when we saw we saw like a bloody elevator scene again, like I I just ate that shit up. Oh yeah. Um the the I had so many thoughts about this movie. Now I'm just talking. Now I'm just thinking about I'll, the overall hotel. I'll what you think. 
Um, yeah. I would have to say, other than the Overlook Hotel, some of my favorite scenes, other than another thing that I'll get to. Um, oh, I love the best friend. The Dude. one is the opening scene because you're like, okay, this is going to be good. Uh, it's yeah. not super it's not like the best opening scene ever but when you see it you're like okay like this is gonna be good like i'm excited but yeah, the, the dream sequences like the astral projection shit it was yeah. like it some of it was a little weird and it got like a little corny to a point but i still think it was like when they're fighting and that little girl is fighting uh whatever her name is the top hat lady Rosie. Yeah, Rosie. I was like, damn, this is sort of cool. Like, this is super outlandish and fantastical, but like, yeah, you don't see this in films now because you know, like, this had to, yeah. this had to obviously already had been done by Stephen King for a studio to be like, okay, you can go and do this whole crazy ass dream fight sequence, you know. And I love the realization that we had when like Rosie got her hand stuck in the cabinet and she was like screaming and there was like blood everywhere. And then, um, Abra like shot into her body and started like looking through her, like all of her memories and stuff. When Rosie was able to escape from that and got back to her creepy little top hat, like camp. Sorry. There was like a really scary noise and I don't know what it is. It's freaking me out. Oh, it's Simone. She's scratching her claws on the couch, and it sounds like deep echoing. Oh, that's what I can hear. I, yeah, I can hear it in the background. It's just Simone scratching her claws. But anyways, um, when Rosie escaped the astral projection stance, and she still had like the physical effects from her hand getting stuck in the cabinet and stuff like that, I loved that. Yeah. Like that was one of my favorite moments. I was like, oh shit, we no longer know like what's real and what's not real. So that was one like my favorite moments of the whole film. There were a lot of moments that was a little cheesy. So that's why I really liked that you brought up that you were, you were rewatching Haunting Hill House and there was some cheesy dialogue. The greatest example is at the very end of the film after um, Danny dies, which I want to go through in one second. Uh, I just want to talk about the cheesiness. At the very end, he's like, oh, just like shine. Go ahead and shine bright. Like never yeah. dim your shine, blah, blah, blah. Like the entire last scene, I just like walked out of the room and just started preparing the podcast <laughs> for it because it was such a let. I was like, oh, whatever. Just like, fuck it. I don't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like really cheesy. Um, I love though that they made Danny die. I was really yes. nervous. They weren't going to let him die. Yes. I love that they let him die. And I love that the way he died, because it was full circle. The fact that he died back at the Overlook Hotel he died with his mother after seeing his father, after getting some closure, some not closure from his father. Like, I, I love that he died and he was a sacrifice with the hotel. Oh, and I yeah. fucking loved every minute of that. Oh. And But the what, one of my biggest things that I was most sad about was they only had one moment in the entire movie where they showed you the actual shining. And that was when um, Jack Torrance does the here's Johnny with the axe and you see penny like with the knife swiping at him in the in the bathroom scene they so that was the only scene out of the original movie that they that they really they showed you yeah, pretty much yeah, yeah. Some so i was really was bummed yeah. that i was really bummed that they didn't use more of the original movie because you see a lot of flashbacks to the but original to the original movie yeah, yeah. And I did not like that. Like, they redid it as best as they could. But if they were going to use the original in one scene, like, in my opinion, they should have kind of done it in all of the scenes yeah. because it would have made 
more sense. And that was my biggest critique with the flashbacks was I didn't understand why that one scene was really the movie, but all the others wasn't. I didn't really I, get that. I don't know either. I, was like, I think I read something about it, but it, it probably just came down to money or contract yeah. stuff. Yeah. It just made me bummed, though, because, like, The Shining is one of the most iconic horror films that's ever been created, like, period. Yeah, period uh. And so I was, I was expecting a little bit more, because they did, like, they executed the flashbacks really well, but when they showed the original, I was like, oh, well, if they were able to do that, like, why didn't they, they do that for the five other shots that they, <laughs> that they spent a lot of money redoing? So I, it was interesting, I but I, I I really did like it. I would give it like a like a seven to eight out of ten. True, agreed. In yeah, terms I'm of at how like an eight really out of ten, it. like four out of five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say again, my third favorite scenes that we were were every scene that we see Ewan McGregor's face with a beard. So hot. <laughs> he just has the most beautiful oh, yeah. hair. <laughs> he's so fucking it's hot so, i was like oh you won so fucking perfect he's just so beautiful it kills me <laughs> i was so sad the girl's dad died i was so bummed about that i was like oh, no yeah. don't kill him because he was so sweet and just like and so oh, he was like so, so worried sad. too but protective and you could yeah. just see how much he loved his daughter and it made me so heartbroken yeah. no yeah um that, that that those are pretty much my thoughts too i don't need to go off like super long about it it's a good ass film. There is some cheese in it that I think a good amount of a good amount of Mike Flanagan's films have a little bit of that cheesiness. Shine on, but Corey. it's okay. Shine but on. like you know, it's it's super hard to like make a film. <laughs> yeah, well, especially and make like a good one. If you're ending a horror <laughs> film on a positive note, it has to be. Even the Conjuring movies end on little cheesy notes. Oh yeah, like, yeah. The Conjuring too, I mean, when he hint, when she keeps the cross. Well, I think I don't know. I think there's something about his Shine on. like the dialogue that he'll use sometimes that just makes it feel super contrived. And I'm like, it's, oh my it's god, very, everything yeah. else was so perfect, but that is just so not. <laughs> it's just unnatural. Yeah, like uh, I did not expect Danny to ever say "Shine on." Like he could have said that exact like that same sentiment just in a different exactly, way yeah. and i guess that's where the conjuring differs is because like it's a little cheesy at the end but it's still like a natural progression of a conversation they previously had yeah. where the end of dr sleep was this very like pinterest quote <laughs> like <laughs> don't ever let your shine dimmer like don't like you always be the shiniest one in the group <laughs> you get oh. up and go walk away <laughs> yeah i like that shit tattooed on my tramps i literally got up and i was like cool <laughs> so i started feeling the podcast more i was like i don't give a fuck like, anymore and also <laughs> when the cops showed up at the end i was like how convenient because if they didn't like this girl is stuck she's like 13 can't drive i was like fuck this girl's fucked <laughs> So it was very convenient that the police showed up because I was like, I have no idea how this girl would, is logically going to escape survive, the situation. Yeah. She's like, I guess I'm driving up a snowy cliff now. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, though. I really I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it was oh, going I, to. I love it. I think it's so great. I think it's it's so fun to watch. Anyways, Chenna. How's your sex life? <laughs> I was like, hello. <laughs> Bye, guys. You, like, See you next week. I like never reply. <laughs> you never hear from I'm me like, again. I'm like, so Corey's dead. <laughs> That's that. Bye, everybody. <laughs>
。<笑>